This is Let Me Be Clear. A new satire podcast. Hosted by Bernie Sanders. Bitch. Welcome to Let Me Be Clear. I am your host and now the ninth oldest serving senator, Bernie Sanders. Rest in peace, John McCain. Thank you for making me look just a little bit younger. Well, this week has been another whirlwind of news. I guess that's what we can expect in the age of Trump. That obnoxious chugging sound you hear is my intern, Thad McConnell, and his DJ friend, Little Stinker. Uh, it's Lil Stinker, bro. You don't pronounce the T's. That's lame. Right. I'm the lame one, Mr. Stinker. Anyway, this week, Trump... Are you idiots seriously gonna drink every time I say Trump? You're gonna drink yourself into a coma. It's the president's name, and we're a news show. Oh, it's okay, bro. I got tons of health insurance. I'm not worried about it. Plus, my Uncle Mitch will pay for me to get my stomach pumped. It's kind of like a yearly tradition for us. Well, it's good to hear the McConnell family shares the health concerns of everyday Americans. But seriously, Thad, I'm going to say Trump a lot. If you drink a beer every time, it's going to completely derail the show. You're right, Bernie. We'll do shots. It'll save on time. Fine. Maybe if you get yourself sick, the Senate will let me hire a competent intern and not an alcoholic Yale dropout. Bro, I didn't drop out. I'm on a break to discover myself. Anyway, we have a great show for you. Alright, Fed, stop with the sound effects. We have a great show. We'll talk about Trump's Google outrage, the Trump Puerto Rico debacle, and I sit down with the president's most guilty son, Donald Trump Jr. Bro. Bro, this is already the best episode yet. Yeah, the episode where the intern dies. What fun. Here's someone trying to sell you something. Are you struggling to find pro-Trump news on the internet because rigged search engines like Google are colluding with the deep state and the mainstream media to make President Trump look bad? We all know there is no other possible reason why it should be so hard to find positive stories about the Trump presidency. And now it's time for Trump supporters everywhere to reclaim this narrative and get the real news out there. That's why you should use MAGA Search for all your web search needs. Unlike rigged sites like Google, Yahoo, Ask Jeeves, MSN, AltaVista, Bing, and others, MAGA Search only shows you results from verified pro-Trump websites such as Breitbart, Fox News, Infowars, and the other five of them. With MAGA Search, you'll find the truth behind the Russia witch hunt, the Stormy Daniels payments, and President Trump's real net worth. It's a lot. With MAGA Search, you no longer need to worry about the information that President Trump doesn't approve of seeping into your bubble. Now you'll only know exactly what the President wants you to know. He's doing such a great job after all, isn't he? Isn't he? Use MAGA Search today by searching Google for MAGA Search, not to be confused with MyGasEarch.com or the Mega C Research Company. It's MAGA Search. It's the This week, Trump drink. Can you not do that every time I say Trump drink? Sorry, bro. That's the rules. The president refused to approve the White House's statement on John McCain's death, which referred to the war veteran as a hero, proving his pettiness knows no bounds. 
On the bright side, I assume this means none of us are obligated to say anything nice about Trump when he inevitably dies of a KFC-related heart attack. Mr. Trump, you're not a nice person. On Tuesday, the president took to Twitter to complain that Google is rigged against him because search results for his name provide mostly negative coverage. Putting aside how backwards his thinking is on this, frankly, I'm just surprised it took this long for a notorious narcissist to Google himself. I'm very highly educated. Freshly nominated GOP gubernatorial candidate Ron DeSantis got right to the racism in his first campaign interview when asked about his Democratic opponent, Andrew Gillum, who is black. The last thing we need to do is to monkey this up by trying to embrace a socialist agenda. That's, that's not even a turn of phrase. Nobody says that. The only time it's ever appropriate to say monkey it up is if you're at the zoo and it's time to see the macaques throw their poop at each other. Yay! The US and Mexico have agreed on a replacement for the North American Free Trade Agreement called the United States-Mexico Trade Agreement. The president is apparently pleased with his new name, I assume because it's a lot easier to angrily invoke NAFTA than us umta. Comedian Louis C.K who was revealed to be a serial abusive pervert last year, returned to the stage in New York this week, much to the chagrin of those who argue he has no place in comedy in light of his actions. Considering any audience is likely to be uncomfortable with a Louis C.K. return, I'm not sure why he didn't just try finding work in another field. After all, Fox News hires his type all the time. The Democratic National Committee has agreed to new rules that limit the power of superdelegates in their nominating process, which is nice and all, but in my opinion, a few years too late. I'm not bitter or anything. In light of the National Enquirer CEO being granted immunity, the former doorman of a Trump property has been released from a non-disclosure agreement and is free to discuss his claims that the president fathered a child with a housekeeper in the 1980s. I would say this child might have had a rough life growing up without a father, but considering how Trump's confirmed children turned out, they might be better off. I would do various things very quickly. A new report claims the president personally intervened in a years-old plan to rebuild the FBI headquarters because it would involve construction across the street from his D.C. hotel. The abuse of power is one thing, but he's a frequent guest at the Super Budget Inn hotel chain, which are frequently located near interstate highways busy with construction at all hours of the day and night. I have to admit, you kind of get used to it. Now, if I hear a jackhammer at 7am, I feel like I'm on vacation. The president recently urged evangelical leaders to campaign for Republicans from the pulpit, which aside from being kind of illegal, I imagine it will be difficult to endorse Republican policies while speaking the gospel of a man that preached loving thy neighbor. This week, it was reported that the president apparently told the Japanese prime minister that he remembers Pearl Harbor during a meeting in June. This is not only impressive considering it happened a solid five years before the president was born, this is coming from a guy many believe has early signs of dementia and who, a few short months ago, forgot his own wife's name. I'm really smart. Education Secretary Betsy DeVos is preparing new policies that favor the accused and protect universities when it comes to sexual assault charges on college campuses. You know, every time Betsy DeVos is in the news, it's nothing but the worst policies for education. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if she passed guidelines requiring infinite homework, banning recess, and outlawing the days where the teacher just plays a movie because they're hungover. 
She's a monster. Recently, the top federal official in charge of protecting student borrowers from predatory lenders has stepped down from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, claiming the current administration is turning its backs on young people and serving the interests of powerful private interests. For an in-depth discussion on the dangerous future of student loan debt, we're joined by Harvard economics professor John Fed, now is not the time for your reviews. Bro, I don't know. I don't know what you were talking about, but it sounds so boring. I want to review some stuff. Fed, please listen to this segment. It might inform you on the dangers of student loan debt. Bro, I don't have any debt. My Uncle Mitch pays for my college with his lobbying money. My semester abroad was paid for by that fancy tax bill. I'm sorry, is this part of the interview? Have we started yet? I'm sorry, Professor. Sometimes my intern likes to interrupt this radio program with a segment he calls Thad Reviews It. Thad Reviews It. It's where I review stuff. What are you reviewing? Does this have anything to do with college and student loans? Uh, college. Uh, oh, I could do like... Best colleges for partying? Ooh, what about best college babes? Baylor has to be number one. No way, bro. Baylor girls have weird teeth. It's Duke or get the fuck out. Fed, please. We have some serious... Fed reviews it. Alright, this, this week we're, we're reviewing uh, the best booze in the, in, in the, of all time. That's like, that's related to college, right? No. Alright, first up, tequila. I call tequila vacation water because it's basically like the greatest thing you can drink to party hard and get hydrated at the same time. Plus, it's got sugar in it, so if you drink a lot of it, you'll have tons of energy to stay up all night. My only complaint about tequila is that one time I drank a whole fifth of Patron and lost my car, which is a bummer because all my stuff was in there. My vape pen, my Papa Roach CD, the girl I was bringing home from the bar. Whatever though, I'm sure it'll turn up. Anyway, vacation water, 8 out of 10 stars. Is this going to go on for a while? I have a class to teach. Next up, we've got vodka, which is like diet tequila. Vodka is great if you want to add some extra zing to your favorite beverages like orange juice or lemonade or Four loco. Plus, it's good to have on hand for any injuries you might get while you're drinking. And then, of course, you can absorb the vodka through your open wounds. I will say, one time I butt chugged a really nice bottle of Grey Goose and stole a police horse, rode it into the Kentucky Derby, and came in third place. I think if it weren't for the vodka, I could have won first place and they wouldn't have had to put that horse down. Vodka gets two out of three thumbs up. I thought you said this was a serious news program run by Senator Bernie Sanders. I didn't come on here to hear about butt chugging, whatever that is. Bro, that's where you chug the vodka in your butt. Come on, man, where did you go to college? Harvard. Pfft, lame. Anyway, last up, Jägermeister, my all-time favorite spirit. It pairs great with a fine Red Bull. They always have it in one of those silly tap devices at my favorite bar, and it reminds me of the terrible candies my Uncle Mitch carries around in his pocket. Jaeger is a party in a shot glass. I can't even tell you how many chicks I've hooked up with after a night of drinking Jaeger, mostly because I drank so much of it, I don't remember. One time, I bought all the Jaeger in the bar, drank all of it, blacked out for three weeks, and woke up in a mobile meth lab in the middle of New Mexico. Turns out, I was now in charge of a drug cartel, and I had murdered at least like 12 Venezuelan gangsters to climb my way up to the top. Anyway, that's why we need to build the wall. Jaeger gets a 99% approval rating. Is he done? 
Can we start talking about- I'm sorry, Professor. It's time to move on. I'm sure whatever you had to say was depressing and had something to do with the top 1%. I think I've got it covered. Well, yeah, but- Moving on. Lately, the news has been plagued by stories of abuse, murder, and cover-up from American Catholic churches, including a grand jury report claiming child abuse by over 300 priests and a report concerning nuns that violently beat and murdered children in Vermont. In light of this and the systemic cover-up of abuses from the highest levels of the Catholic Church, many are calling for the Pope to resign. For his take on how this is affecting everyday Catholics, we're joined by our senior junior correspondent, a recent convert to Catholicism, an altar boy at Our Lady of Sorrow Morning Church in Vermont, my grandnephew Chester Sanders. Chester, welcome. Um, hi Uncle Bernie. Um, just so you know, my mom is coming to pick me up at 5 because I have to go to my catechisms class and then after that she says we're going to go get McDonald's and then I'm going to get a Happy Meal and maybe an ice cream if I'm good and then my dad is going to come visit because he got that court order that says he gets to visit in a neutral environment once a month but hopefully this time he hasn't been drinking beforehand because um one time he came to visit and he threw up in the ball pit and they had to shut the play place down and I didn't get to play in it but it was okay because afterwards we uh, went to... Chester, sorry to interrupt. I wanted to ask you about the news of abuse in the Catholic Church and how it's affecting everyday Catholics. Um, well, being a Catholic is fun because, um, everybody sometimes will get up and sing really sad, but then we all get to eat snacks and grape juice during church, but sometimes the grape juice makes me sleepy, and then I have to sit there all day while the priest guy, um, he just, like, talks about Jesus or whatever, and it also smells like my grandma's house in there, like when I went there one time and it was when my grandpa died, but they kept his body in the house and my grandma lit all this incense to cover up the smell, but it didn't really work, so it just smelled like a dead body and incense, and I guess that's what it's like being in church. Right. We all know the Catholic churches smell bad, but I'm asking specifically about the stories of abuse in the news right now. Some people are saying they can't trust their priests in general. Um, well, I don't know, Uncle Bernie. My priest is really nice. His name is David, and he plays the bass guitar sometimes, and also sometimes he likes to hide in a little closet and listen to people tell him secrets, and sometimes I ask him what the secrets are, but he never really tells me, so I guess he's a really good friend, because, um, also one time I told him I accidentally flushed my mom's wedding ring down the toilet, and that's why her and my dad are getting a divorce, and he didn't tell my mom, I guess, because I never got in trouble, and she still took me to McDonald's after church that day. I mean, I guess I get a lot of McDonald's, but sometimes I'm having a bad day and McDonald's makes me feel special, so, um, I guess Father David makes me feel special. He also touches me. I'm sorry, what was that? Well, um, sometimes Father David, when I'm feeling sad, he'll touch me, you know? He'll put a hand on my shoulder and tell me everything will be okay. And sometimes I'm really sad because, you know, my mom and dad are getting a divorce and I get really sick all the time on account of all the McDonald's I eat. Well, sounds like, despite being an eight-year-old Catholic boy, the church is the least of your problems. Thank you, Chester. While countless members of his orbit are getting indicted, making plea deals, or going to federal prison, the one figure behind Donald Trump's Frank. alleged crimes that may be in trouble with the law is his son. And no, I'm not talking about Barron. He's joining us this week to talk about a meeting with a Russian insider, the cover-up of that meeting, and the ramifications of obstructing justice. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump Jr. Drink! Oh, sweet. I didn't know it was that kind of radio show. 
normally I can't drink when I do interviews because my dad would find out and he's not big on the whole drinking thing, but I asked him if he'd be listening and he said he had no idea what this show is. Um, he's been on this show before. Twice. Oh, well, you know, he's so smart and his brain is so full of facts and stuff that it takes him a while to pick up on things. He still calls the blonde one on Fox and Friends, Megyn Kelly. Mr. Trump, I wanted to ask Drink. Bro, I don't know what kind of show this is, but it sounds fucking tight. What are we drinking for? Every time Bernie says Trump, we take a drink. We came up with it last week because for some reason you just keep saying it. Bros, that is fucking genius. The liberal media is just so obsessed with my father. Like, I know he's the most important person in the world or whatever, but, like, there's other things we can talk about. Mr. Donald, I wanted to ask... Oh, you can call me Don, bro. Or Donnie. Or DJ. My girlfriend calls me Junior Mint, but I think we can all agree that it would be weird if you called me that. Right. Don... I... Oh, never mind. It sounds weird when you say it. Just call me Mr. Trump, I guess. Fine. Mr. Trump. I want... God damn it! I wanted to ask you about the meeting at your father's office tower in New York, where you met with a Kremlin insider trying to get political dirt on Hillary Clinton. Yes, the meeting that my father knew nothing about that was also mostly about adoptions, and also we didn't really get anything from it. Next question. Um, well, actually, I had a lot more questions about that meeting. Really? Are you sure you don't want to ask me about my divorce? Uh, there's some nasty stuff in there. No, I, I mostly wanted to ask... Like, I left my wife of 12 years for a Fox News host. I got the idea from a MAGA fanfiction I saw on Reddit. There is a lot of speculation that you'll soon be in legal trouble concerning the events of this meeting. Apparently, Robert Mueller is interested in prosecution, Congress believes you may have lied under oath, and your father is reportedly concerned you'll be a target of several investigations. Yeah, well... Uh, maybe I shouldn't have shotgunned that beer. Um, emails? Hillary? No, we don't do that here. Shit. Uh, look, Bernie, all I did was take a meeting. I mean, you ran against Hillary. I'm sure you would have loved to have some dirt against her, even if it came from Russia or China or Lithuania or whoever, right? No, I took nearly half the vote in the primaries, and I never colluded with a foreign government to do it. Uh, right. Are you sure you don't want to ask me about white nationalist conspiracy theories? I'm like an expert on those. Mr. Trump, <coughs> thank you for joining us. I look forward to your inevitable flip on your father. Well, joke's on you, Bernie. I don't know how to flip. But seriously, if you know a good lawyer... Well, that's all the time we have on Let Me Be Clear. Join us next week for another exciting round of bullshit stories courtesy of President Trump. Fed? You guys don't want to do one more drink before the end of the show? Alright, Thad. Go ahead and play the ending music now. The show's over. Come on, Thad. This is why I didn't want you to drink on the job. Only I can do that. Thad. Wake up. Thad? Oh, shit. Not again. Let Me Be Clear is an Arctic Sounds original podcast written, performed, and produced by Matt Coggins. Theme music is by Robert Mercier, and stock music is by Purple Planet. For music, podcasts, and more, go to arcticsounds.net.